G'day Sports by Fry fans, welcome to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast, coming at you with another trip around the association, plenty of basketball talk on this episode, not a ton of footy, let's be honest, it's early November, there's not a ton to talk about in the AFL world, so JLo and I did our check-in talking about the Cavs and the Nugs, get used to that, that's going to be happening pretty regularly throughout this NBA season, did a bit of a dive through the MVP rankings, I wrote the first uh, MVP ladder on sportsbyfry.com that you can go and check out. Played a game of which uh, NBA franchises we'd like to own because uh, Robert Sava might have to end up selling the Phoenix Suns. That was a fun sh- game. After the shit that he's gone through lately. And then we did a bit of superstar or star rankings, uh, which actually I kind of enjoyed. Um, and then dabbled a little bit, gave you a little teaser into some of the guys that made their debut in the NBA, uh, the college basketball scenario. I haven't done a ton of digging through the prospects, I'll be honest, but fuck me, after looking at some of the guys and their highlights this year, there are going to be some studs that enter as next year's NBA rooks. So uh, make sure you uh, watch plenty of college basketball and you uh, subscribe to this episode for more sports B1s. Back for another uh, well overdue podcast with J Lo. Nice to be sitting across from each other once again, not just uh, surrounded by a snowball microphone. Yeah, uh, huddle, huddling around the campfire. <laughs> yeah, that's a good analogy. I like that. Uh, are you in an okay headspace given the way the Denver Nuggets have uh, performed in the last week? Well, we just absolutely smoked Miami, who are the best defense and one of the like favorite teams that you know, one of the hot teams, one of the the teams that you want to talk about, but we just absolutely made them look silly. Um, so I'm all right. Jokic only one game suspension. Uh, yeah, let's address the elephant in the room. Uh, so Nick Yoke hip-checked Markeith. Markeith. Yep, Markeith. I always get the two mixed up. Easy mistake to make because let's be honest, they're twins. So twins, brothers, whatever. I, I, uh, I was honestly thinking he would get more. I thought that he would get a couple games, but you know what? He wasn't the instigator in the scenario. For those that haven't seen yeah. it, there was what, like two minutes left in the game? Two and a half, Oh, yeah. you paint the picture because I didn't actually watch it live. Yeah, so. there was like two and a half minutes left. Jokic had been like getting like attacked. Torching him. Yeah, well, he'd been torching him, but he'd been just getting slapped and punched and hit and scratched like... All game. I reckon he probably should have gone to the line 20 times. I think he went eight or something like that. Um, and I think that's really what happened. And then he, he sort of like guarded uh, Bam at the rim and there probably should have been a foul and it wasn't called. So then Morris like sort of beelined him for a take foul. And like on the live telecast, it was it looked really bad for Yoke. But I think what's happened is people have taken into account that Markeith was the instigator. Plus, like, if you look at other angles, he, like, beelined him. And it was, like, it really was a dirty foul. I think, like, most of the ex-players around the league are kind of coming out. Like, Shaq and Chuck was sort of talking about it on, um, what's their thing called? Uh, Inside Crew? No. Inside the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, on Inside the NBA. And they were like, oh, he did the right thing. Like, Mark Keefe shouldn't have turned his back. Like, he was the dirty one. None of this would would have happened if it wasn't for Mark Keefe. So, like... I think the league took that into account and um, one gamed him, um, and that's fine by me. I'll just who do can... you have on the next game? Do you Indy, know? In, Indiana tomorrow, um, Indiana. So, <laughs> so I reckon. Well, we'll be. Eh, I don't know. It's without Jokic, the Nuggets are a 
pretty pretty bad. Yeah, but. it would be all right if you had at least the second and third fiddles healthy as well. Yeah. So uh, the <clears throat> Uncle Drew's entourage, my NBA fantasy team, has taken a severe hit with Mike Port Jr., who mm. we promised on the last podcast would be in for a bounce-back game, but uh, didn't exactly happen. I'll be honest, like I said to you after watching a bit of that, Mike Port Jr. looked pretty ginger, if you ask me, for like a big chunk of that first like five to seven minutes before he even like blew the open dunk and tweaked his back or whatever. So I do wonder if maybe it's been giving him a bit of grief to start the season. It's probably a bit looking into it too much and a bit circumstantial. But yeah, without Jamal, Yoke and uh, Port June, it'll be very interesting to see how they go against the Pacers. Yeah, and like they're... Probably their strength is in their bigs as well, the Pacers. So Sabonis should feast. Although, you know what? We've got the second best defense in the league or the best defense in the league. So you can hopefully we can like hang our hats on that and, I don't know, Bowl Bowl can get seven blocks and we'll be fine. It's not rule it out. Hopefully yeah. he does start. Yeah, at the moment, the Nugs uh, have the second best defensive efficiency in the NBA and they're giving up the fewest points per game to their opponents. Mm. So pretty hot start. I was going to mention it as well. This is before the... Jokic kerfuffle. Um, it was pretty interesting to watch the mini game and the Houston game. Both of them, it kind of came down to like getting defensive stops. And oh, yeah. both time it was like, oh, Jokic was the one like, who not even necessarily blocked shots, but like his defense to start the year has been pretty impressive to be he, honest. He's like, he's easily the smartest player in the league. And I think he's just, obviously. Oh, would he, you take him over LeBron from an oh, IQ yeah. standpoint? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I would take him over LeBron. I feel like that's a hot take, but I don't disagree. Think of You can think of other really smart players, but I think Jokic, off the top of my head, smartest player. And obviously, he's always had it on offense, but he's now started to sort of translate that onto defense. And obviously, because he's so good on offense, like understanding offense is half of what defense is anyway, you know? So, yeah. That's kind of why I think we've started really hot and um, hopefully, just hopefully Will Barton goes well and Bones can do well. And Aaron Gordon's like looking like an all-defensive player. So if those guys can just keep it together and some of the veterans can hit, maybe we'll pull out the win tomorrow. Yeah, Bones Highland uh, coming out party. Well, I hope so, man. I hope so. Will Barton's been unreal to start the year. So he could definitely go for 30 and the, the rest of the team just does the sort of nuggets flow, we might pull it Let's out. Let's be honest. Only one game, it's not the end of the world. I saw a tweet earlier today was saying that it had like the highest PER ever. So Jokic at the moment is on 35.0. And then the second best ever is 32.1 by Wilt back in like the 60s. Wow. And then the only other ones in the high 31s are like Giannis in his MVP year, Wilt again, and then Jordan I think in his first MVP year as well, the year he won like defensive player right. of the year as well. So I think that that is a bit of a testament to how well he has been defending. Um, I think, yeah, from metrics wise, he's probably got one of the best defensive efficiencies for big men as well. But I do wonder if it's better. <laughs> I know where this is going. Than Evan Mobley's. <laughs> the star of uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, seven and four start. I yeah. said to you, they did like, I want to say it was like a six, five-game road trip, something yeah, like something that, like to that. start the season. Um, and, yeah, it actually, I did give Evan Moverly a pump-up to start the show. But do you know who uh, the Eastern Conference Player of the Week is? It's not Evan Moverly, is it? No. Nah. Oh, uh... It's Jared Allen. Oh. Averaged over 20 and 15 in the last, like, four games the Cavs have won, which... 
I kind of just shrugged my shoulders out as well. I was like, oh, really? But then I went back and looked at it and like, you know, take it with a grain of salt. They haven't played against like dominant big men, but to average 20 and 15 over a week against the Knicks, Raps. Um, oh, sorry. I think they played the Blazers at home. That did kind of break up their road trip. Oh, okay. Still, um, still. And then Charlotte, like they're not easy, but it's not like they beat Houston and OKC yeah. or the Pels, you know. So pretty uh, intrigued by the Cavs' hot start. Uh, I do wonder, I'll be honest, if they finish 500, I'll be stoked, but... I don't think we've watched a ton of Cavs basketball lately. I know Not you've got recently, no. uh, Mobley on your fantasy team and been glued into him. Do you reckon that they could and should be in play-in conversation given the way that they've started the year? Yeah, yeah. Although um, the East is a lot deeper than the West this year. I think you said that last week as well. I mean, the West is really shallow, actually. Um, like you sort of get past the play- those playing crew and you're kind of like, oh, it's over. But the East is so deep and... Really competitive, lots of like interesting young talent, um, and teams that like sh- like I think Brooklyn's sitting down at like seventh. Milwaukee's maybe even like out of it. Oh no, they won today, but yeah. before today they were like literally out of the playing spots. They have been, yeah, they've been all over the shop. So you kind of like, well, they're going to move up. So it, it could be hard, but I reckon they like we said. I said to you earlier, like you used to have maybe one good player, and the rest were like average or below average now you've all of a sudden got like i would say like one great player uh, i don't know who i want well that, it's, is, yeah. that changes week to week who yeah, it is true. but you've got like one, ricky rubio in the garden yeah one great player and like six or seven good players so like it's you kind of feel like when they're like charlotte and those teams were kind of middling for like seven years ten years in a row you kind of feel like you're right there if and if someone can take the step like mobley looks like maybe the guy that could push you over the hump so maybe i think mobley will hit a wall right colin's just probably he's been playing a lot of minutes as well which has kind of been not swept under the rug that's not the right word but he played like 40 37 at the Garden. Yeah. Um, you're right, Colin just went down. They haven't had Kevin Love and Laurie Markinen due to like COVID protocols yeah. and like chunks of the last like half a dozen games. So I do think that they're, I'll be honest, I think they are overachieving a bit at the moment. But like I said, if they're in the playing mix and they win 35 to 40 games this year, I'll be pretty content. Yeah, I would I would have to have another little look at them right now. As like I haven't watched them maybe for five games, so we got the Wizards tomorrow if you want to uh strap yourself in for a double header, the Cavs Wizards and then the Nugs Pacers. It depends how late this podcast goes. I don't know if I'll be up that early, but yeah, uh, yeah. I was I very tempted. I'm looking at this tweet. This is just like your stereotypical like disclaimer tweet. It's like, oh, you know, Lonzo Ball was the first point guard to get a triple double in his fourth game for his third team on a Tuesday that was okay. overcut yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah. Those all those tweets. This is one that the Cavs sent out regarding Evan Mobley after um, the game in the Garden. He's the first NBA rookie to score twenty six points, have nine rebounds, five assists, and seventy three point three field goal percentage oh in a single game since Blake Griffin of. April 6, 2011. I'm like, that's not a stat. That's just... A, that's overachieved. That's, that's a reach. That's the Cavs, like, having something to cheer about for the first time in, since LeBron left. Yeah. I'm like, don't embarrass it that much, boys. Um, we didn't touch too much on the Jokic brothers when we were talking about uh, the Nick Jokic thing. So just quickly before we transition into some other around the association uh, headlines, who would you... Oh, hang on. Let's pose the question this way. How much would you 
pay to watch the Jokic bros fight the Morris twins? Oh, uh, it's one of those ones I don't know if I'd pay much because it would be a bloodbath. Like <laughs> the Jokic brothers would destroy the Morris twins. Like, like they are the some of the scariest. But like a lot of people around the Nuggets say they feel like mobsters. You know, like yeah. that they're just the real deal. Like you see them like nearly storming the court often. That like, game where they played the Suns and Yoke got like oh, yeah. I can't even honestly remember what happened. To I think him. it was the playoffs, right? Yeah, the, I think it was the one where he got ejected in the fourth game like the campaign sort of situation oh, yeah that Jokic does got ejected yeah, yeah and then i'm pretty sure <laughs> they like, look like they were gonna leap security yeah. and go for it yeah um so after what happened with markeith morris marcus morris tweeted something about like oh, hit me when you've turned yeah. your back yeah. smh no apparently the Jokic brothers they made a, a twitter account yeah they did yeah to then like clap back and be like Nah, don't clap at our brother. Like, your bro's the one that started this. Yeah. If you want to, like, take this outside, we're happy to. Yeah, and then Morris fired back and then they fired back again. And then I think Morris's mum told him to stay off socials. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. I, I just think, yeah, I mean, give it a crack if you want. Like, the thing you forget about, like, with Serbians and people from that part of the world, like, they grew up in, like, war, <laughs> yeah. you know, like... So, you know, they're the kind of people you do not want to fuck with. Yeah. Like, it's, if you almost feel like if there's a place that's worse than the hood, you know, like, or the projects, it's like a war torn country. <laughs> yeah, true. You know? Like, if you grew up in Syria, you, you're the real deal, you know, like, so anyway. One place you probably don't want to be right now is uh, as an employee of the Phoenix Suns. So, for those people right. who've been living in under a rock over the last week, there's been claims that it was a big Baxter Holmes piece on ESPN that. Mm. Robert Sarver's basically been kind of fostering a real toxic workplace, making a lot of like racist and misogynistic comments. And I actually listened to, I want to say the Woj pod and Zach Lowe's pod, both kind of talking about it. And I was like, oh, it sounds like pretty full on. Like it sounds like this bloke should be kind of taken out of office. Um, And just today, his wife stories came out that apparently she's been sending messages to like former son's employees telling them to like, be quiet or else, like threatening messages. So it's just a real shitty, complex situation. But I'm going to try and put a positive spin on it because the NBA might step in and investigate this. So the Suns might be up for offer. So we're going to play a little game of going around the league and seeing which teams you would like to own. Because I'll be honest, I'm a big Cavs fan, but I don't know if I could live in Cleveland for five months a year, let's call it. Like, the Toronto Raptors, I would almost Fuck probably yeah. want to own over the Cavs. I would, like, I would pay nothing for the Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would pay. Uh, actually, that's how ownership works. You pay to own them. Right. No, never mind. I get like, what you mean. I would pay, like, so far over the, the actual price The threshold price or whatever it is. Yep. Yeah, to own the Raptors. Yep. So, All right. Okay, go for it. The uh, cool thing about the Cavs, just quite quickly, yep. I don't know if they're on the list, are they? Uh, nah, but let's be honest. I, of course, I would like to own the Cavs. The cool thing about owning them would you could be like the first owner to ever like get them good jerseys because oh, you God. blokes suck like at jersey. Like you easily had, I think, just off the top of my head, the worst city editions. Yeah, I don't really have any claim to defend <laughs> the Cavs city jerseys. They almost look I'm- like the Hoosers jerseys. 
They do, actually. That's a good call. Yeah. I actually kind of appreciated a bit of the creativity and the idea behind the ones that they went for <laughs> last year. It. Oh, okay. But yeah. the way that they pulled it off, I was like, ah, oh, they just they yeah, just look like that missed not well done. Yeah. Whereas Miami's one's very similar. They've taken like a letter from each of their jerseys. I actually don't mind. Anyway, we're going off topic. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. The uh, <laughs> Maybe that is my... Uh, my beck and call is I'm going to not become the Cavs owner. I'm going to be the uh, jersey manager. Mm. Uh, speaking of the Miami Heat, yeah, surely love to live in Miami. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we're not on the jerseys. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're in the middle of the pack for me. Yeah, okay. Would love to. I, I don't know how much I'd love to live in. I've never been there. That's one thing I'll say. True. We, it Fair sounds point. really good, but it, it might be a bit full on Miami, I reckon. Fair nice call. weather, but could just be a bit full on. Very conservative state too. I don't that know if I can deal point. with that. Like they, they seem like they might be around the no abortion states. You know, <laughs> like I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know about that. You always hear of and see like messages of Florida man and like all sorts of wacky shit happening down that way right. as well. You're yeah. like, mm, do I really want to like set up shop there? Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I would take them though. Yeah. Let's be honest. I take think if we could have yeah. any of these 30 teams, we would. You're right. But... Um, what about if you could choose between the Brooklyn Knicks or the New York Knicks? Which one would you go for? Oh, wow. That's so... It's a good question. I eh? think in my heart, I'd want to get the Knicks. So to I could... make them good? Yeah. Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. But I also think that I would pick Brooklyn. No, I'm taking... You play in the MSG, mate. Like, you yeah. play in the garden. I'm taking the Knicks. Can't there you go. We're split on that one. That's that is good. a pretty good factor. But yeah, I would side with Brooklyn uh, just because I'd probably want to set up shop in Brooklyn. Nothing against Manhattan, but yeah. It'd be full on in Manhattan, yeah. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Would you want to step into MJ's shoes and own the Hornets? I would want to do it like, oh, would you want to own next to Michael? I would just want to like be able to just like chat to Michael. You know what I mean? But he'd probably be a bit overbearing. I would, nah, pass. Yeah, I think pass as well. Um, <laughs> you could kind of lump these into one. Detroit Pistons? Dead set pass. They got a nice stadium. Indiana Pacers? So boring. Atlanta Hawks? Yeah, I'd take the Hawks. Yeah, Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, I might might not have, should not have put Atlanta in that group because I guess Atlanta as a city is like a relatively cool spot to live. I haven't been there. Again. But like, I hear good things. Um, All right, let's get out of the East. Well, obviously, Denver Nuggets. 100%. Same question. Clippers or Lakers, which one would you want to own? Because I don't think I'd want to own the Lakers. It would be a lot, wouldn't it? It would just be too full on. Oh, but you Knicks like- is a little bit different, like if you're trying to toss up between them or the Nets, but I think I would go with the Clippers and try and just become Steve Ballmer with less hair. Just be a super popular owner that like brings them to success, builds them a stadium somewhere. Yeah, if, I, it's funny. If Kobe was still around, maybe the Lakers, but... Mm, that's a good call. Nah, you know, I'll take the Lakers. I, I think just like being able to like... Talk to some of the legends from the Lakers versus like you got no one from the Clippers. That's so a good point. I think I would choose the Lakers, but I, that's a either or. Uh, that's it's a toughie. They're close. I think I would. Oh, this one was tricky because I feel like this is the one franchise that if they choose to move a team rather than go for expansion, they could be on the move. But the New Orleans Pelicans. Ooh. New Orleans is a spot we have actually been to and yep. loved it, but I don't know if I could live there and spend every work night on Bourbon Street. That might be the end of me. Yeah, it would... Yeah, it's a funny one. Like, a, a lot of t- people... Like, remember when Aunt Davis was being drafted? Like, his dad really wanted him to go there. Like, yeah. But it it's like a bit of a funny city, right? Like, love your New Orleans. Like, had one of the best times of my life there. But 
I, I think other than Bourbon Street, I don't know how much there is to New it's Orleans, a bit, right? Like, I'm trying to think geographically. It's not exactly like similar to um, Florida and Miami, but it feels like a little bit of the Florida slash Miami of the West. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, a bit maybe. quirky, yeah. a bit weird. Yeah. It's like all sorts going on I there. I would say no. I would pass on... And the, especially because they're called the friggin' pelicans, the fucking pelicans. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I can swear. The friggin' one. fucking pelicans. <laughs> yeah. uh, this one was tricky for me. What about? Oh, hang on. Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Oh, they got wicked jerseys. It's a pretty like, rich history, I guess. Uh, well, Ish. Like Bill Walton, Brandon yeah. Roy, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just like I like the color scheme. I think Oregon seems like a pimp place. That so. is a big factor, I guess, is the color scheme. Yeah, yeah, I would say yes to Rip City. Uh, Dallas, I think, is a definite yes for me. Pass for me. Oh. Yeah, fuck off. Whatever. Yeah, maybe I just want to hang out with Dirk, and I assume that Mark Cuban will still be somewhat in the mix. All, but... all three of the Texas teams actually are pass for me. Mm, just yeah. got no interest. If it was Austin, 100%, but the rest of Texas, meh. I don't think I ever want to even visit Texas. Sorry, Texans. Are, it's actually like a nice... Cop that. Yeah, I mean, there's Drive some good Drive by parts, for the Texans. Yeah, I, I would just... Coming from a Houston Texans fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Uh, that's a That was a mistake. Yeah. All right, last one. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, nah. I don't you know, think so yeah, either. I, I actually like think it's quite interesting that there's like a rich indigenous history in Oklahoma. Like, I would find that quite interesting, but I would say, nah. I didn't know that. There you go. Yeah, it's like anyway. We're gonna, that's yeah, why they got all the lots of quite um, Native American stylings on their city jerseys. Often, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, let's transition into. Uh, Is that all the teams? Nah, I just kind of picked just a bit of a hodgepodge group. Like yeah, right. we could go Golden. All right, let's hundred percent like, spitfire through the rest of them. Ready? Golden State. Yeah, hundred percent. Utah. Fuck off. Memphis. Yeah, actually, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I, could I reckon. Cool, cool, cool retro jerseys too. You bring uh, that back. Sacto. I said yes. Nah. Just purely from location, I'm thinking. Minnesota? Yeah. Piss off. You've already said your uh, piece about the Texan teams. What about Phoenix, who kind of started this whole nah, fuck exercise? Phoenix. I just hate Phoenix as a franchise because of Devin Booker and just, just the players that are on there Bang. currently. yeah. Boston? Hell yeah. Milwaukee? Nah, not Wisconsin. <laughs> no thanks. No good. Washington? No way. Nah, boring. Uh, and Philly? Ooh, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. I uh, would say yes. I would probably say just like they just like uh, compared to some of the other cities that we've talked about, they're just like a bit of a nothing to me. So I, I would say nah. Seems like they love their sport in Philly, which I would absolutely get behind. Yeah, you would love that. Yeah. yeah. Just quickly uh, going back to Washington, they consistently have the most like generic, boring city edition jerseys. Like it's just the same. Bring back thing. the gold Gilbert jerseys. Yeah, I, you're dead right. Anyway, so that's I just wanted to bring that up. Hey, I'm glad we got through the the rest of them. Uh, there was no mention of the Washington Wizards in the latest Sports by Fry article. Went through and did the first MVP mm. rankings of the year. So, well, they're like overachieving. They are overachieving. I was actually I had um, those standings up to like kind of whiz through the teams, and the Wizards are currently third at seven and three, tied for first with the Bulls and Heat. Crazy man. I guess Brad Beal missed a game or two though. Like maybe yeah. that's what. Tell you what, him, but- if they're still in the top four next week. We'll have a bit of a dig and we'll have a bit of a yarn. Yeah, let's have a Washington yarn next week. But uh, (laughs) said no one ever. Yeah, maybe it's uh, my affiliation that I mentioned earlier with Brooklyn, but I put Kevin Durant as number one for the uh, MVP. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. I was, I was, I'm down with Steph. 
Yeah. Steph's I, number one. I put Jimmy Butler second. And in hindsight, this was, I, was that before in, the... In my defense, I wrote this before the, the 50-point game, but didn't post it until after that. So that same night, like Steph had right. 50. Yeah. The Heat yeah. got wiped by the Nuggets. So yeah, I had Durant first, Butler, Steph, and Jokic. Do you mm-hmm. think that those four are kind of... Oh, not separated themselves from the field, but for lack of a better term. Um, Who was fifth? I'll go through the rest Where's of the list. Where's Giannis? I had Jar fifth, Paul yeah, George sixth, Demar seventh, Giannis eighth, Rudy Gobert cracked the top 10 at yeah, ninth. I liked that. And then Ant Davis was 10th. Uh, I think... And then quick honourable mention to Joel Embiid, Donnie <laughs> Mitchell, and I think Draymond Green. Um, and LeBron. Yeah, but he hasn't played a ton. Early. Like he's, I think he's missed already five of the games, and he's now like out for about a month apparently with his Jeez. abdominal strain or something. Yeah, I'll. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't mind it. I, I don't mind that top four. I reckon I would switch them around, especially after that Steph and Jokic, like the Miami Nuggets game. Yeah. Um, I think Jimmy will fall out, and I think Jokic will come in. I agree. Uh, not Jokic. Yep. Giannis will come in. I, I think Jokic will be like right there for you know. As long as the season goes on. Deserves to be, anyway. Record pending, yeah. That's the big thing. That's why I put him fourth yep. behind those other three mentioned dudes. Fair enough. Um, but, yeah, what are your... If you, let's say, gun to your head, you had to pick Steph or KD... Steph. To, for the rest of the year? Uh, yeah, I think they'll... I think, just honestly, like, the start they've had, I think the Warriors might keep this up and have the best record in the league. Well, they're still going to get some form of Clay Thompson back, which is yeah. pretty scary. I think, yeah, that they've like got one of the best read and react teams in the league. Uh, Steph is, I think, him and Jokic, best two players in the league at the moment. So, yeah, I'll take Steph over KD. I agree with what you said about Giannis as well. I kind of, he got a bit punished due to their slow start. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Just on the Warriors, like they're 9-1, and one, best record in the league at the moment. Uh, it's no surprise that they're leading the association in assists as well. Yep. 30 a game. And I think they're really back to the almost the right at the end of the Mark Jackson era. They seem like they've got a lot of like really intelligent dudes. They're cutting a lot. It sounds like real basic, but they're playing like pretty impressive basketball so far. Yeah, it's like they are one of the best, like I just said, read and react yep. basketball teams of all time. And I think, yep, I think Steph's maybe the best he's ever been, honestly, like... He had that one season where he hit the like 400, 500 threes or whatever, like set the record. But I dead set think he's he's one of those players who doesn't need speed or athleticism realistically. Like he's he's just more skillful and a better shooter than ever. And so I reckon I'll take Steph for the rest of the year. And I think the Warriors might finish with the best record for real. And they got Jimmy Wiseman coming back too, remember? Yeah, that is a good point. I wonder how They've been doing all this without a big... Which is just unreal. But I do wonder if that's part of the reason why it's working so well as well. You not that, not that I think that Wiseman will disrupt the Apple cart and kind of ruin what they've done so far. But like Draymond as a small ball five's got him like, like you said, read and react and playing to what I think is all their strength. So again, I don't think that Wiseman returning will hamper them or slow them down. But yeah, I could definitely see him finishing with the best record in the league. I just think the Wiseman coming back in frees rebounding uh, duties up like yeah. like Steph has triple doubles and stuff this year like if you can just be like Steph don't even worry dude like just literally do the two things you do best which is like rip people apart and set people up for open corner threes and 
hit those threes yourself. Like just some of those threes he was hitting against Atlanta. He's I was definitely like, better than ever. Yeah, it's hard to say, but yeah, at thirty three, it seems like he's not improving, but like yeah, playing at his absolute peak, which he, we thought he'd hit last year. Yeah, he's a, he's like a skilled player. He's not a he's not an athletic freak. Like he's not True. a Westbrook. He's yep. he's like probably the most skilled f- player ever. Mm, ish, you know what I mean? Like he's right up there anyway. Let, yep. Let's not, yeah, yeah, I know. I uh, I get the what's the word? I get what you're trying to say. Handles yeah. like accuracy, shooting like. Yeah, he's just unreal, and he doesn't need athleticism. Like, yeah, and I, you know, I just still have a little thing against KD. Don't know what it is. Just yeah, that, okay. Just that whole Warriors saga, like joining him after. I don't know. I, I just think. Oh, you don't need to tell me as yeah. a Cleveland Cavalier fan, but uh, I will, full disclosure, admit that I do have money on Kevin Durant to win the MVP. So right. maybe that's a little bit of me subconsciously trying to talk it into existence. Um, Steph, at the moment, he's attempting thirteen and a half threes a game. Fair enough. Which is. Pretty crazy to see. Not enough. But um, in time for the uh, useless sports by Frost out of the night, uh, at the moment, where would you say Mello ranks for made threes in the NBA? As in uh, for this season, not amongst oh. all time. Oh, I would guess high then. Yeah, he's yeah. tied for third at the moment. Out of There's 34 blokes that have taken at least 70 shots. Mellow's yeah. Yep. Okay. Mello's the only one shooting over fifty percent. And at home at the Staples Center, he's shooting above sixty percent. He's had a really good start to the he's year. He's had it's crazy to think, but you're like, oh, the Lakers might have been in trouble without Mello. hundred oh, <laughs> percent. Which is bro. weird to say. Yeah, that like he saved him against um Charlotte the other night. Like uh, you know, That's I, what I, kind I, of fueled I, me digging for this stat. I love Mello, man. Like I'm a bit. He's. He's. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, "Who's my favorite player ever?" When we were doing Fry's doing NBA Top Shot NFTs at the moment. Oh around. yeah. So we were kind of going through that, and I was like, "Oh, which highlights would I want?" And it's like I have to have Melo because I think he's my favorite all-time player. You know. Yeah, it's weird because oh, nah, LeBron is mine. I was going to say I don't think he is, but who am I kidding? Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's the reason you go for the Cavs, mate. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nah. Evan Mobley's a reason. Jokic might overtake, though. We'll see. Um, all right. We've given uh, Steph his roses, chocolates. How's that saying go? Oh, man. Give him his flowers. Have you heard that expression, or is that just me? Yeah, I don't think yeah, I've right. that, Dad. You've We've been talked about uh, Steph long enough. I want to transition into a little bit of game of superstar or star. Oh, yeah. So this. this is something that we've kind of teased and talked about a few times uh, passing the, through the hallways, but... I'll be very interested to see where you fall on um, some of these cats because I actually found it pretty tough to kind of rank some dudes, whether they were superstars right, or let, stars. Let me set you straight. I know exactly who is and who isn't. Okay. First one, Evan Mo- <laughs> Bones Highland. <laughs> I reckon there's I reckon there's nine superstars in the league. Oh, okay. You reckon you can reel them off? Because I have, hang on, nine. Superstars? Oh, ten. Sorry, ten. Yep, yep. I reckon, yeah, anyway, go for it. Let's see. All right. Uh, Giannis. Absolutely. I think he is the poster boy for this argument at the moment. Right in his prime, um, fresh yeah. off a chip. Yep. MVP. No, no argument there. He's like, he's so much of a superstar that he still has a chance at being the GOAT if everything goes well. Speaking of still having a chance of being the GOAT, is LeBron currently a superstar? And now for context, for yes. the people playing along at home, this is like right now as of the 10th of November, not will they finish it, 
Uh, it's just like, would you build around this dog? I guess or is the way to verbalize know, it. Is it this season? Like, because that's not fair for LeBron. No, 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 no. I just mean like where they are at in history now, not like projecting forwards and yeah, things like that. He's all backwards for LeBron. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. definitely. He's so yeah, a, I agree. I agree with LeBron. KD? Just he's just a superstar. He's though. on the cusp, babe. Kevin he's Durant just about fourth easily. Yeah, obviously. Steph Curry, Hunt, like best player in the league. Nick Jokic, maybe best, best player, player in the league. Maybe best player in the league. Kawhi Leonard, yes. Absolutely. Like, underrated superstar. Yep, I agree. Uh, Anthony Davis. Superstar. Yep. Okay, yep. I agreed. But he's he's like... He's just teetering. Feel, oh, I don't know. I just feel like he's, like, never quite... He's He's been overrated for a long time. And, like, now he's sort of... But, nah, he's, he's silly. Yeah, like, he is, but you're right. It's... A question needs to be asked about his ranking. He just needs to get his shit together, I think. Like, yeah. I think he got a bit big-headed when that the trade happened. Like, when you know how he was just, like, forced the trade and I was like, I'm not playing. And refused and, to go to Boston's. Like, this is the only spot I'm basically going. Pretty like, much, yeah. Like, I, and you so haven't I, done anything, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think he got a bit big for his britches then and that's, you know, I think it's hurt him, yeah. honestly. Anyway, but he's just there. Um. I'll kind of ping pong between a couple of blokes that I had on Go each ahead. list. Uh, what about Russ Westbrook? No, he's not a superstar. I love Russ. Like I'm a, one of the big Russ supporters. He's not a superstar. No, no, I agree with that. But he's, you know, like if he fucking just attacked the ring a bit more, he would be. He seems to have this like... It's a weird chip on game? his shoulder, man. And like, oh, what game was I watching? I don't think it was the Charlotte one, but he had like a weird... Oh, where he broke down in the clutch? Is that the he's one He's done about? that like a lot of times oh, yeah, that I've been watching. Like, yeah. And he'll just go and like randomly help on like a dude yeah, with the ball. Yeah, and, like, leave, yeah. and I'm like, what? what? No, Russ, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, he if makes he didn't do choices. those little things or like yeah. pull up in transition for a three, up I three totally with 40 agree. seconds. And I'm like, yeah. that would put you in that category, I reckon. Uh, Jimmy Harden. I reckon he was the hardest bloke to rank for me. No, he's a superstar. I, but you, the one thing I will say is like he's struggling with the rule changes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I don't know how much there is to this, but like so many players are saying the ball changes made, made a difference. Like, even- I have heard that from multiple like randoms and surfing as much like Twitter and shit that I read. So. Yeah. I, so I reckon like maybe that's hampering him a bit as well but yeah Jimmy Harden is definitely a top top 10 player He's put it into star. context uh, Rudy Gobert is attempting nearly twice as many free throws as James Harden right now yeah and I, I think they've almost like overdone it a little bit I like, think so too think about like James Harden was getting to the rim not because he was jumping into players it's because he was like figuring figured out a way to like get his arm caught under someone, yeah. and, which is like, it is a foul. Like He manipulated the rule. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. He just he... was like literally making, or not manipulated, sorry. He yeah. exploited the rule. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, it's just kind of a bit of a credit to his basketball IQ, I guess. But yeah, and I, don't, I don't know if that that rule has changed so much. It's more that like, people are thinking of this almost more Steph Curry rule, jump into someone to draw the foul. Yeah. I, I re- yeah, I, he'll figure it out. He And he, I know he had surgery in the off season. And didn't have much. Well, he said this in a presser that he like he's like didn't get any time to didn't do get any, his legs under him and stuff. Like do any basketball. So yeah, he'll come good. Uh, he's a super. He's fucking triple double machine still. Like yeah, I got faith he'll find his mojo as yeah. well. Um, I would ask Devin Booker, but I already know the answer. Nah, he's uh, Bradley Beal. No. Damian it, Lillard. 
Lillard is a yes. But Beal, we went a bit quick over Beal. Yeah, okay, like, go on. A little bit harsh. He's a good defender. Like, he's that guy who will get a block and a steal a game. Like, I think if he was in the right situation, we might have a different take on it. Like, but it's just because he's, like, been on those horrible Wizards for so long. Like, he was there. You remember this. Like, his context. He was there when fucking... Oh, no, actually, I was going to say when Gilbert was there, but maybe just... No, nah, he was just after. I yeah, want to say sorry. he was the 08 draft. Yeah, sorry. No. I'm thinking Wall was there with Gilbert, my bad. But, Hang like, on. he's been there so long, dude. Like... Yeah. yeah, he was in the... This is Brad Beal. He was in the 2012 draft because I remember I was like, oh, I want the Cavs to get him. Yeah. Guess who the Cavs took with the next pick? Oh. Uh, Put you on the spot. Uh, nah. It's a post-LeBron cat. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, oh, Zella? Nah, but that sounds just like... I think they took him in this draft for what it's worth, so I'll give you that. Um, Dion Waiters. <laughs> oh, man. Well, but this Beal is not, was off the, off the thing. Yeah, this is not a Dion Waiters podcast, yeah, but no, I just I think, remember vividly being like, oh, I want them to get him. So yeah. that's how long he's been around. Like, Dion Waiters has had his NBA career. Mate, yeah. I, I think Beal, yeah, like, probably... It probably realistically is a superstar, but you just can't say he's... Yeah, it doesn't like win consistently enough in the playoffs, which might not, like you said, be his fault due no. to the lack of support he has. But um, and Lillard, you said yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, quick tangent before we finish off the rest of the blokes Don't on get the Don list. Itch. Yeah, no, there's there's a couple to come. Oh, sorry. Um, Thought we were do done. you no no? Do you reckon either of those blokes gets traded this season? So the off season doesn't count. I mean, like before the deadline, Beal yeah, or Lillard? I think. Oh. Because you know I reckon what? probably no. not. Yeah, I actually, so I was going to say Lillard, but actually, probably not. I think it'd just be crazy to let Lillard go. Like, it just, excuse me, it doesn't make any sense. So, no. But Lillard's the one out of the two. I think Beal will probably be a wizard forever. I think so too. <laughs> and I don't life. actually hate him for it. There's a lot of, like, oh, not a lot of, that's not the right term, but there's some media crew that are like, oh, he's got a request to trade out. And, like, Jason Tatum's his best mate from when they were kids. If I hear that for another. Like another time by announcer, I swear oh. to fucking God. It's like, we well, you know, we get it. Did we hear? Oh, we heard that today on the top shot. Literally, show. I've heard it multiple times um, today. But yeah. but yeah, I agree. I feel like he's such, both of them to a certain degree are like loyal to a fault. They're like, nah, I'm here. Yeah. There's like, I would love to win here. What What's Bill going to do? Like, wait two, three years from now and then be like, oh, now I want to go somewhere else. Like, yeah. He, yeah. Anyway, it's. We not everyone can win an NBA championship. That's true. There's only so many of them to go around. Shout out Charles Barkley, Steve Nash, Stockton. Alan Iverson. Yeah, Malone. so many. Yeah, um, Joel Embiid, superstar or star? Yeah, he is a superstar. You know what? He's right on the borderline as well, though. To be honest, like he's an unreal player, but he's just misses so much. He's frigging out with COVID. Are you joking? Like he misses so much. Bit in the like. similar category as Ant, but not the same, if that makes sense. Like you kind of question their superstardomness. Yeah. Superstardomness. I think like defensively is... Fan- no, he is a genuine superstar. He's just... He just misses too much fucking basketball. Yeah. Like he needs to get his shit it's tough together. to get behind a bloke he's like a bit that. He's a bit of a wanker too. Like, I think he's like... He's like low key cancerous in the locker room. Huh. He comes out and says stuff about like Ben Simmons and all that, which you kind of, when you hear it in the media, you're like, oh yeah, that's like dead right. Like, fuck Ben Simmons and fuck this guy. And like, I'm sick of this. But actually, like, I feel like he's just a bit of a wank. Like, he's a circus act. Like, it's, there's always a, he's always the guy. It's always about Joel. Like, 
he's always having beef with someone like Drummond or you know like got some Twitter shit going on. I just think it's like too much. I think I his, think his issue is not the basketball; it's the other side. Fair. I think that's honestly part of the reason why I like him a shitload, though. To be honest, like I mean, he's, yeah, we he's like a huge him, personality, but... and like I would, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think he is a superstar, but yeah, that's a. I think that's his problem. Yeah. Just, uh, I, I like him for it. I think he's hell funny. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong, but I just think that actually, like, you'd be exhausting if you're a player. On a, or, like, Philly's already, like, a tough place to play, right? Yeah. Like, like you said earlier, like, and then you got to deal with just Joel stirring the pot more and more. I just, I don't know. Um, all right. Do you think that either of the Utah pair are superstars? Not quite. The Boston pair? Jalen and Jason? Not quite. Nah, I agreed with both those calls. I think Donovan and Jason Tatum will be. Yep, yep. I think just not quite. Jason I think, will be, maybe not before Donovan, but I feel like he has a higher ceiling. I they think, both really do, let's be honest. I but. think Donovan, I said it today, will be an MVP at some point. Yep. Um, I just, yeah, I think playing in Utah, man, is a good place to play. If you want to be like a successful, good player, it's just a really good place to play. Shout out Zaire Wade. Uh, Luka Doncic, uh, superstar already? Yes. Yeah, he's there. He, but he's so overrated. But he is there. He's yep. like the ninth superstar in my books. He's just like... I don't know if we wanted to dive into the Luka. Nah, thing. go for it. He's just like so all the time in the world. Like, I can see why Chris Dutz Porzingis is like, what the fuck, man? Like, you even look at the three that he took to win it. You're like, that he hit the other day. Mm. And everyone sees that and he's like, oh, my God, he's so good. But, like, that was a crap shot. Like, that's worse than that Lillard shot that sent friggin' um, OKC home. That Like, that is a horrible shot. Like, there has to be a better option. But he hit it. And, he like, hit Steph it. would have those shots, let's be honest. Yeah, but... Oh, sorry, hit the mic. Um, yeah, he hit it. But, like, I again, like, is he a good teammate? Like... You, there's so many, we that's the, different. You're right. I do agree with you there. The Nuggets but. played him the other day and smoked him because like he he was really like quite one dimensional and like doesn't get his teammates in. You see these crazy passes that he throws like all over the news. He's like the poster boy, but of the NBA. But he's he's just overrated because he's flashy and hits the big shots sometimes. But you don't see the ones he misses. Like, no one talks about it. And he, he throws, like, 50 turnovers a game. He's just he's just not quite there. And I noticed as well in the Olympics, he loves to sook. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone sooks against the Aussies, let's be honest. So, maybe that's yeah, part of Yeah, because we're it. tough, true blue grit <laughs> through and through, mate. Bloody oath. But, uh, yeah, he does love to sook, man. Like, and he, he is so good. Like, don't get me wrong, but he's well and truly overrated. He's not as good as Lillard. He's not as good as who else, who else have we said. Well, if know. we add Luca into the list, we've now got 10 and you and I agreed oh, on every single one of them. <laughs> what a fun exercise. Yeah, he's he might be better than Ant Davis, but other than that, nah. Yeah. There's a couple that you could obviously make a bit of an argument for. There's a couple that have like dead set certainties. Jimmy Butler was another nah. name that I had here, but I not don't think... There. Um, Chris Paul might have used to have been a superstar, but isn't anymore. But what do you reckon? Was he ever a superstar at any point oh, in his yeah. career? Yeah, he was definitely a superstar. Yeah. He was... Uh, he's such a funny one. Like, he's so good. Like, he's... Yeah, if he's on your team, you're like, oh, my God, this guy is unreal. He just... Yeah, You he love just, to cheer for him, like those blokes on your team, but you not so much if he's on the 
opposition. I think he's just too small. That might be his problem, honestly. Might be too small. Speaking maybe... of small, uh, rounding out the list, the only other name I had now that I'm digging through them all is Trey Young. Yeah, I thought you would have Trey. Not there yet, but he will be. Any others that spring to mind? Paul George. I'm now just looking through potentially dudes I've missed. I think he might end up he's on an it at interesting the end of the year. one. Might be in the end of the year. He's just like, and the other thing is like, defense is so underrated. Like, go bear. Maybe he is a superstar. Yeah. To be honest, like if we didn't just like so highly rate the offensive side of the ball, but I mean you got to score to win. But like, go bear is such a game changer defensively, and Paul George, you know. Gets like seven steals a game. That's the uh, the point I made in Rudy Gobert's appearance in the MVP ladder. I was like, he probably won't ever score enough to garner MVP attention, which kind of sucks, but it's like an offensive award, let's be honest. Yeah, it's like Brownlow's a midfielder's award, Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Quick side note while we're talking about uh, dominant defensive performances. College basketball is back, started tonight. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I promise I won't bore you with too much talk, but there are some... Fucking studs. Oh, the Zaga guy did well, didn't he? The Gonzaga bloke did do well. His name's Chet Holmgren, for those who have not heard of him. If you watch any Gonzaga, if you watch any college basketball this year, make sure you watch one of his games. He had 14 points, 13 boards, six assists, and seven blocks in his debut, Mm. which is pretty, pretty, pretty good. Bowl, bowl like. Very. Uh, Amoni Bates from Memphis. He has for a while been kind of tabbed as like the next. Not everyone throws around the Kevin Durant claim, but I feel like he's just a score first wing kind of like, I guess, Durant, Tatum, those type of dudes. So he's someone to watch. But the bloke that excited me the most, and I'm really annoyed that I couldn't find a proper way to pronounce his last name. It's Paolo Banchero, but I heard someone call him Banchero. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's a Duke forward, 6'10". And my God, I watched like the highlights of him and I got stuck on like a 30-minute wormhole like digging read about him i reckon he might like supersede this chet holmgren bloke as the number one pick is there a, a big french guy there is, is he's he this in the next class? next class okay i can't remember his first name but i think his last name is like webin yeah yeah something that's like that. right okay so yeah um, okay but there's a lot of there's actually some really good college basketballers this year like you know the last couple of years we've had Lamelo mm. in the nbl we had right yeah uh, I don't know, other prospects like Jalen, Jalen Green. Green that was in the G League. And I think his name's Justin Hardy, Jay Hardy, someone who's in the G League who does look like he'll be pretty interesting to watch. Okay. But most of the projected lottery picks seems like they're going to be in the college scene. So it's a good time to watch some college basketball. Yeah, I'll, I'll get on it and in March. Yeah, that's, let's be honest. That is the only time you really need to watch. February, uh, February 20th. Late, late Feb when the conference tournaments start. Yeah. Um, we won't yarn about any AFL stuff this week, I don't reckon, but draft's coming up, so I reckon next week we might have a little bit of a dabble talking about some of the prospects and what we want West Coast and Freo to do, but that's uh, a nice 45-minute uh, chat on the airwaves. 45 right up, yeah. Yeah, that's how, that's what we always say anyway. <laughs> Commonly around this house. <laughs> Regularly. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining, J-Lo. Till next time, chip your windy. Chip it.